0: Welcome to episode 75 of Tim Talk, the podcast about the DC anime universe co-created by Bruce Tim. I'm Chris Lord. I'm Cameron Dexter. And uh, yeah, fuck, it's 75 episodes, didn't and, think to do and anything. And like always, we're going to celebrate a week <laughs> late.
1: Uh, but uh, uh, congratulations to you on 75 yes, episodes. Yes, yes, as to you as well. Oh, look, thank you so look, much. Look, look, all these, look at all
0: that we've achieved. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I feel like a clip show should start right now, and uh, it's, it's just lots of awkward pauses. Yeah,
1: it's <laughs> a lot of Yogi running through.
0: Yeah, <laughs> doors opening and
1: closing, improv happening behind the behind scenes. us in the background. Yeah, yeah.
0: Oh, the it just makes you wistful. It does for well, what I, we're doing I, right I now. Very,
1: I feel very melancholy, to be <laughs> honest, because we we've co- we've come so far. We have, and we are almost done with the first kind of half. This is true, of actually. Yeah, we're
0: the um. The end is kind of is is in sight for, I suppose, at least what this all started with, which was Batman animated series. Because most people kind of lump in new Batman adventures with that, yeah. even though it's different. Amazon does. So we. Do. Yeah, Amazon certainly does. Yeah. But I mean, so if we stick to the schedule we're at, episode 85 will be the finale of Superman.
1: So 10 episodes from now.
0: Yeah. And that will also, we'll have gone through the rest of Batman uh, by then, too. So, mm-hmm. man. I know. I and we will finally be at the series where all of our friends said they want to talk. Batman Beyond? <laughs> yeah. know. <kinda> <laughs> I mean, I'm most excited for that. You are. As I always have been. So then really for me, the end will be after that when yes. we're going to be doing Static. And I'm hopefully, I know we're going to do Zeta Project actually oh, yeah. right after that. Still don't know how the fuck we're going to do that one. I'll oh, we'll figure it out. Yeah. We'll figure it out. Uh, but I suppose things have been happening. Oh, hi, Yogi. See? Oh, there we go. There you go. Oh, Clip show. Yeah. Um, things have been happening in the world and it's more specifically in the comic book world, which is what most people care about, right? So you said you had the one, one bit world of, that we care about, <laughs> only one that matters. You said you had one bit of news. It's probably also on my list. What do you have? Uh, uh we have Wonder Woman two
1: casting news. Okay, I do have that on there. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, very exciting news. It's, it's interesting. So news. they announced,
1: yeah. um, Kristen Wiig will be playing Cheetah, or I guess they said the villain. I don't know if they confirmed Cheetah. They confirmed Cheetah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of awesome.
0: It is kind of awesome. It's very different. Very different. I don't know that much about Cheetah as a character. I mean, I mostly know her from from this, from the DCAU and a little bit of the comics. Right. But I feel like she's taken on so many different iterations that just it kind of works, right? They can do something a little bit different.
1: Yeah. And I feel like because she's a little more obscure, they can take more liberties.
0: (laughs) I know. He's actually at like like arm level we can actually play with yogi this time i I can um yeah hey buddy uh yeah yeah and it's so what i'm curious about with this though is because warner brothers seems to be pushing themselves a little bit further towards the more comic booky elements Mm -hmm. do you think we're gonna get full on like human cat hybrid cheetah like probably i would love that do, do you think that Chris and Wig is going to look like a real high budget production of Cats. Yes, that
1: is what I want. That's what I, I dream of.
0: <laughs> full CGI suits. They're oh. going full Green
1: Lantern all over again. Oh, that's
0: the best way to possibly.
1: Go. Um yeah. we'll probably get some in between of that and um, Dark Knight Rises Catwoman costume. Dark Knight. Oh, okay. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, interesting. Or just go all the way back to your first biggest mistake. And do Halle Berry's Catwoman costume, oh. but just a leopard print. Based the based the movie in early two thousands, um, where it just leopard print shined. Yeah, and that's her whole that's her whole shtick. She's a she's she's a no. Sorry, we're changing that. We're changing the plot. <laughs> it happens ten years after. Okay, and it's a it's a woman who's stuck in in the mentality of two thousand three, and so it's like. During the day, she
0: wears all pink, the brand oh, like, pink. Like, oh, I was going to say, like, Legally Blonde style, but no, like, Victoria's no, no. Secret pink. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. uh, with the tramp stamp. Oh, of course. Uh,
0: the this,
1: uh, the crop top uh, sweatshirt yeah. thing.
0: So, like, Sporty Spice? Yes, okay. basically Sporty Spice. But even this is now, like, a good, like, seven, eight years on from Sporty Spice. Yeah, uh, but then by night, she unzips it,
1: and so it's just full cheetah she- patterns. Yeah. <laughs> DC honestly should just hire me at this point. I'm surprised I've, they I've haven't. I've pitched so many amazing ideas.
0: I know. I mean, really, can they do any worse?
1: I mean, we saw photos of <laughs> of Shazam.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay. So what, what did you think about that?
1: Uh, well, he looks like Gaston. <laughs> He does look like Gaston, yeah. And I feel actually like he, exactly
0: if I would be a great Gaston at, at, at Disneyland, yeah. That, and that's actually to be fair, yeah. He looks like Disneyland Gaston, yes. not Luke Evans Gaston, right? Yeah, it doesn't look. It doesn't look great. My assumption is there's going to be some sort of digital CGI overlay tw- mm-hmm. Um I mean, the, I think part of it is he just looks too big. Yeah, like, I know. I know. Zach exactly Levi put on a good amount of mass for the character but i would have rather that character have been slimmed down and not be in a big-ass muscle suit
1: i would have rather him because i always through through the years i think i feel like um zach levi and um oh god jim halpert john krasinski john krasinski i feel like they both became kind of famous about the same time, yeah, uh, and they they are very similar looking. Mm-hmm. We got um, Jim Halpert, John, John Krasinski. Krasinski. Uh, we got him kind of muscled up for uh, was it thirteen
0: hours? Yes, thirteen um,
1: hours, yeah. and that was a good amount of muscle for their body type. Yeah, he looks normal. Yeah, still he looks a like human, and I feel like that's what they should have done with with Zach Levi. Yeah, because you already you you've already seen what he looks like in muscles because you saw you saw. John Krasinski and muscles. Yeah. So just do that. Well, and But instead they did the same thing that they've done with every actor. Everyone they, they're everyone they're trying to give the the Dorito body. Oh, yeah. Um the the triangle wide shoulders, thin waist. Mm-hmm. Um and You're going to run out...
0: We've joked about this before. You're going to run out of actors that can fulfill that look
1: after a while. Yeah,
0: I mean, because even... So, like, I mean, Henry, Henry Cavill got a lot bigger even for, like, Justice League and BVS than he was back in Man of Steel days. But, like, that... He looks like Superman. Yeah. He's huge. And obviously, when they filmed BVS, that was, like, genuine Ben Affleck fit with, I think, some... Um, like bodysuit elements mm-hmm. that it was just like I think they, they basically like slapped him in a girdle and put him in a muscle suit for, for Justice League yeah but you know they never looked weird no well maybe a little bit Justice League Ben Affleck looked a little bit weird mm-hmm. he's obviously mm-hmm. well we,
1: we've joked before that the only kind of muscle head who hasn't been cast yet is, is Marky Mark Wahlberg this is true and so we're, we're waiting for the day
0: yeah I mean I just I don't because I've seen those photos too it just looks off yeah. You know, I think the costume itself is comic accurate. Mm-hmm. I like it. I mean, it's, it's, it's very, comic it's accurate. very bright. He just, he looks too big. Yes. And, you know, I think Marvel was smart. Marvel. Marvel was smart with Captain America where, I mean, obviously Chris Evans got huge. Yes. But then they let him Holy be shit. that size. Like, he still looks, he even put him in um uh, it still like, looks like, like an attainable body. Yeah, like even the Avengers, like that suit just kind of like makes him look weirdly thin for like given his actual size. But mm-hmm. yeah, he looks like a human. Yeah. And I don't know what whether- It's an attainable body type. Yeah. And even with like Jason
1: Momoa, Jason Momoa and The Rock, I think, are the kind of extreme end of the bot of that body type
0: yeah but even momoa like slimmed way down yeah it's still it's still achievable yeah i mean mean, the rock is is not but
1: that's why he's the rock
0: but i mean that's like that's his whole thing and that's why he's that's why he's casting stuff yeah yeah and i just don't I don't know. I mean, I, look, we're always hopeful for these things. Like, I'm hopeful for Wonder Woman too, as well. Yeah. But I'm hoping that this time they'll have a little more freedom so they don't have a terrible third act. Mm-hmm. I like Kristen Wiig a lot. She can do drama, although I haven't... I haven't seen the more dramatic stuff she's done, but I know she can do it really well. You heard, like, the Skeleton Twins is supposed to be pretty good.
1: Oh, yeah, that was that was on my list.
0: Yeah, never saw it, but I heard good things about mm-hmm. it. So, I mean, I, it's, it's different. It's odd. But I'm glad it's not just, like, Megan Fox or something like that. I'm glad yeah. they picked someone who... Actually has a lot of personality, and I can see her playing well off Gal Gadot, yeah, as well. And it, it gives you the idea that this character is going to have a character and not just be evil for the sake of evil. Yeah, this evil skin tight cat suit sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Overall, could we good? I I'm hopeful. Could
2: be good? Maybe.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's it's the same director, right? It's still Patty Jenkins. Still Patty Jenkins. Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah. I yeah feel like She I knows think, what she's doing. Yeah, I
0: think in Patty Jenkins we trust at this point. Mm-hmm. So um, now. Along similar news, this this falls more into the rumor camp. Whereas, Ooh, I like rumors. um, The Justice, or excuse me, the Wonder Woman thing was confirmed. So, we talked about last week that they were looking at Christopher McQuarrie to take over uh, Green Lantern Corps. And we got confirmation that it'll feature an older Hal Jordan. Now, Mm -hmm. I think this is rumor that probably was just made up. But the rumor now is that because it's Christopher McQuarrie, it might be Tom Cruise as Hal Jordan. Now, that's just because they do everything together at this point they've like developed a really strong partnership and i will say that i actually really for the most part like tom cruise movies and i like him when he's working with christopher Mm mccrory i don't know if i necessarily want to see him as hal jordan i he has the face for it i can see
1: him as hal jordan but i don't want to see him as hal jordan i want someone else Even, even if it is kind of like an aged mentor
0: version of of hal I yeah, because I I his persona, like his character, that like the characters he often plays, they all, they're all roughly shades of each other. Someone who does that kind of work could do a good Hal Jordan. I just kind of don't want the Tom Cruise baggage associated with it. Mm-hmm. Like I can go and watch him in Mission Impossible, and I think of him now as Ethan Hunt. Yeah. Or even I really like the first Jack Re- or Jack Reacher movie. Yeah. I if I did <laughs> don't it, worry. God damn it. Um, I just I don't. I feel like I would have a hard time not seeing Tom Cruise. Right. But then again, they're probably going to put Hal Jordan in a bomber jacket. And so they're just like, well, we know Tom Cruise can wear yeah, bomber jackets. <laughs> so <laughs> we're, we're just to we give it to him.
1: You know who I want, who just kind of randomly popped in my head? Hmm. Uh, George Clooney. You know, that's
0: an interesting one. Cause I, <laughs> was that, was that sincere? Or was that a <laughs> That was, that was like a half sincere. A half sincere like, you know, the I we... could I could see it. The weird thing is, he also carries a lot of like persona baggage. Mm-hmm. I would kind of let that go a little bit more. Yeah. And maybe because I'm also thinking of him as like, um, like, Oh brother, where art thou George Clooney, which mm-hmm. is obviously many years ago, but even like hail Caesar, George Clooney has a bit more, uh, kind of self-parody yeah. going on. I think that's part of the problem. Hi, hi, I,
1: him and Michael Keaton both found this really nice ni- like niche yeah. of
0: acting that fits them. It fits them really well. And I think my problem with Tom Cruise is that, kind of like my problem now with The Rock, is that he always has to be really cool. Mm-hmm. That he can't quite play off his own image a little bit in a self-deprecating
1: and Hal way. Jordan, you have to. Because How Jordan <laughs> thinks he's the shit. Yeah. And so you need someone who has that mentality, but... As a viewer, you know that the world knows it's funny.
0: Yeah. like That's kind of what you can see where they're going for Ryan Reynolds the first time around, which yeah. is, I've never seen it, and I still don't think that was quite right. I was actually really rooting for Bradley Cooper on that one. Yeah. I feel, Did like, you, I, been I feel
1: like we've talked about this before. Did you know that Taika Waititi was in Green Lantern?
0: Yeah. He's uh, he's the sidekick. He's the, he's the best friend. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of
1: rewatched the, that one scene that one again. Scene. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, that's like, because like, I, I could see it in my head. And I, like, refused to believe that that was Taika. And then yeah. I had to watch it again. I'm like,
0: shit, that's Taika. In in my mind, that's Richard Iowati, not Taika Waititi. Although I know it's... Do you know who Richard Iowati is? I don't. Did you I ever watch like... the the IT crowd? Yes. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So Moss. Yeah. Yeah. And he's he's amazing. But mm-hmm. he... I remember his persona, his, like, IT crowd persona kind of fit the bits of Taika Waititi I saw from yeah. Green Lanterns. So in my mind, that's who that is. Yeah but it is haiku. how is taika he's he's fine it's just like it's so
1: not the taika we know now i know like yeah. after seeing all of the all of the thor ragnarok behind the scenes footage She's so good and falling in love with uh what we do in the shadows and how mm-hmm. the build of people and, and blah 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 um he has such an iconic look like he is like one of the coolest people he really is he's so he's like a level beyond hipster yeah, he's just cool hipster. He is like, like you... he his 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 wardrobe is always just stunning, and he's
0: just so like accepting of himself mm-hmm. and the world. Yeah, because he tends he he looks like a mime sometimes. Like yeah. he's got like the black and white horizontal stripe shirts and like a beret. You're like, you can pull this off. Why can you pull this? Why off? can you do this? Why can't I pull this off? It's probably it, it, the voice helps a lot too. It does. It really helps. Mm-hmm. Now, does he do? Does he have a New Zealand accent in? Korean no, Lantern? and okay. it's so bad. His American
1: accent. Knowing now that he's a yeah. New Zealander, because when I first watched it, it probably didn't even cross my mind. No, it wouldn't. He, there's like five or six words that he says that he just can't get the American accent on. Oh, I'm sure. So it'll be like a sentence. Will be like, like nine tenths like all of it except the last word will yeah. be in like an american accent and the last world to last word he'll just drop his new zealand accent mm-hmm. and it's amazing Take i don't D-D-D. see how people how people could say that movie's bad
0: <laughs> how could they possibly
1: um, oh um... i was gonna oh speaking of green lantern mm. going on a small time small, t- small tangent like we do <laughs> um there was a cool video that i watched this week it wasn't really like big enough for me to put in plugs. So I'm going to talk about it here. Okay. Um, and it was uh, where was Krypton's Green Lantern when the planet blew up? Oh, yeah, a really interesting concept.
0: What uh, did they say? Uh, so there's actually a comic about this. Wait, set in the DC EU or just in general? In general, it was, it oh, was general in comic. the
1: early 70s. I want to say 74. Okay. When this comic came out. Okay. Um. So Krypton was in sector two eight one three, neighboring sectors to Earth two eight one four. Thank you. Yep. Um, and it I was I can, act- can do math. Yes, <laughs> uh, it was actually Tomar Ray's sector. Tomar Ray being one of the most famous.
0: Oh, he's got the the fin right. Yeah, he's, yeah, yeah. He's yeah, like, yeah. he has like a fishy head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: he one of the most famous, one of the most powerful Green Lanterns. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Guardians actually have a rule that as a Green Lantern, you're not allowed to. Tell a planet that it's about to blow up. Oh. Um, but you can slow down the process as much as you can and give hints. And so uh they basically said all of Cal, not cal Jorel's evidence was from Tomar Ray. Oh, interesting. And the problem is just no one believed him. Oh. Um, so it's a
0: little bit of like a prime directive sort of thing.
1: Yeah. Ooh. And then there was there was another weird part of the story. The first half of the story was basically um both Jor El and what's his mom's name, Lara, Martha, yeah, Martha L, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Lara L, um, were both candidates to be Krypton's Green Lantern. Oh, but when they married and had Kal El, the Owens basically said the Guardians basically said, "No, this is our Green Lantern," and he would. They were going to take Kal El to be oh, Krypton's okay. Green Lantern. Then... Yeah, then it blew up. Um, and the Guardians, ba- Tomar Ray, like, takes full responsibility. And, it's like, there's a couple comics afterwards of him, like, kind of mourning mm-hmm. his his loss. Um, but the Guardians see it as a win because they basically see the planet blowing up and kal going to Earth being kind of, like, giving a Green Lantern that can move outside the rules of the Green Lantern core. Okay. Uh, so they see it as a win.
0: Now, okay. So that... They kinda make sense, but then I feel like Earth has been doomed so many times and the Green Lanterns always step in and and help. Yeah. Yeah. So so also before then it was you had one Green Lantern
1: per sector. Yeah. And then Earth got John Stewart and then became two Green Lanterns per sector, except for two eight one four. Which has four Green Lanterns.
0: I was gonna, yeah, I was gonna say how technically five, but how how is it that Earth is allowed to have so many Green Lanterns concurrently? Because obviously there, there's a legacy element. Because also Alan Scott was not part of the Green Lantern core. Uh-huh. He was a whole his own separate thing. I don't remember exactly where his round, I don't remember either. I should ring know, comes but from. I don't remember. So, but then how is it that they're allowed to have multiples? That's a good question. I thought you was the
1: Green Lantern expert. I I never said expert. I said fan. <laughs> <laughs> Lovers, not experts. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. But yeah. You have you have the main four, and they introduced a fifth one.
0: Yeah. What's her name? Um, well, there was
1: also a guy, so a sixth one then, because oh, there was the Christ. um
0: Arabic guy. I thought it was an Arabic girl. Is it? mean, oh, no, Um. Balls. Let me just look it up real quick. You have
1: the main four. You have John Stewart. Um. Guy Gardner, Kyle Rayner,
0: and Hal Jordan. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, Kyle Rayner. Um. Oh, Simon Baz. Yes. Okay. Oh, yeah. He's Levy's American Muslim from Detroit. Mm -hmm. Oh, and then Jessica Cruz. Yes. Okay, that's right. Um. Oh. Okay.
1: Oh. But I don't know anything about those two. I remember when, um, the new guy was coming in to comics. And that was when I was transitioning to college. And so I stopped reading. Because so then it's not, it's not cute. That was so cool. You cool. should have seen... If you had seen my apartment or my dorm room in, in college, you would... Like a comic would have been the coolest thing in
0: there. <laughs> I mean, there's probably like... I could try and read this real quick and understand why there's multiples. But I don't know. Yeah, it's not important. But you know what? But we... Here's what we'll do. We'll loop back around to this. Because we're going to be talking about green lantern very soon <gasps> Yeah. Um, in fact it's going to be episode 78 so in three weeks we're talking green lantern Ooh. so by then i will have looked up why this works i so know you won't nope <laughs> all right should have saved the story for then
1: but it's okay because i know it's still it's still interesting though. yeah like that's such a cool idea that like the comic writers were so were conscious enough to think about that you
0: know, go ahead and, and um, connect it. I mean, I'll actually I'll go ahead and put that in the plugs anyways. Okay. Because I think uh, people might be interested in that. I'm interested in mm-hmm. it. So. Um blah, 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 blah. I don't think there's anything else that's worth kind of going into. Did you uh, real quick, did you watch the new Lost in Space trailer? I did. Looks great. Looks really good. Mm-hmm. Pretty excited about it. hmm Yeah. I really like the just the general look of everything. Yeah. Um I like they found a cool way to do the Jupiter 2... That looks modern but still has like the more or less the profile of the old 60s spaceship. The, it's, yeah, retro futurism, My yeah. favorite art style. Yeah. So I feel like it's a very it's you can see a lot of influence from like the Martian in there too, in terms of their spacesuits and everything. There's yeah. a chariot. I'm assuming there's gonna be a pod. I'm not a, the biggest fan of the new design of the robot because it's completely different than the original when everything else they've kind of made efforts to uh, to at least kind of closely mirror it. <laughs> um but I'm super excited for that. It's yeah. like sometime in April, so yeah. Um, but all right, do we, uh, do we talk real shit? Should I, guess we can, we can I some, guess we can start talking about what talking we're supposed to talk shit? about. Yeah. So we got kind of weirdly coincidentally. The same episode. Basically the same episode. Yeah. So wait, let me look at their air dates. Cause this, this might be a little illuminating here. So, okay. We're
1: talking obsession from Superman and mean seasons from.
0: Okay. Batman. So this is interesting. So mean seasons actually aired first. Which, that, that kind of fits. The way we've staggered it out, we're actually hitting, whatever. You get the point. Yeah. Um, so, Obsession was November of 98, and Mean Seasons was April of 98. Okay. So, I would imagine they would have been writing Obsession roughly around the time they would have been making Mean Seasons. Yes. Which is also interesting, because... Although I'm not a huge fan of either episode, I would say that I think Mean Seasons is the superior one. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting they would try and do something very similar with um, uh, Obsession down the line. But I mean, th- this both these episodes are really about basically how the entertainment industry, but specifically modeling, really fucks over women. Oh, yeah.
1: I would love to see these two episodes remade now after the post the Me Too oh, like times, Me Too, up, times up.
0: Yeah, I don't.
1: Hmm. Cause there was there's one part in particular that uh, was it in it was in um, Superman's episode where obsession, it was obsession. Yeah, uh, where it was the Harvey Weinstein character. Oh
0: yeah, there's a little bit of that. Yeah, maybe we'll maybe we'll come back to these after we talked about them and we'll have a longer discussion about some of these <laughs> things not quite working. But yeah, so ob- obsession's kind of an interesting one. So I knew going in this is a Toy Man episode. I I mean, I figured it out pretty quickly. Yeah, because they it starts out with like an, another Lana Lang fashion show. Always happy to have Lana back, even if she's a little underutilized here. And yeah. so we meet uh, Darcy Mason, who's like the model mm-hmm. of this whole thing, uh, enough to even catch Clark's eyes, even though he doesn't really care that he's at a, a, a fashion show. And then, yeah, it's pretty quickly Toy Man because some robots show up. Now, I love these robots because mm-hmm. they're in that style of like 1950s 1960s like Villa. tv hero dolls yeah yeah so it's like the cowboy the spaceman um there's a, a knight a night, yeah yeah you so you mentioned last week that we were going
1: to see these three you, you mentioned the knight and the the cowboy and i thought did you I? were you did and i thought you were talking <sighs> about um Oh, God, the, the characters we see in the background of pretty much every DC, uh, pretty much every JLU episode, um, uh, Vigilante and oh, um, uh, Shining Knight. Shining Knight? That sounds right. Yeah. And I got really excited because I thought those were the two you were talking about. Oh, And I'm no. like,
0: oh, no, it's just the toys. It's just the toys. It's kind of, you know, I think this is probably the weakest Toy Man episode we've got.
1: Of the one?
0: No, We've had a few toy mans.
1: I thought we only had one toy.
0: Man. We had the no, we've had multiples. We had the very first one mm-hmm. with Bruno Mannheim. Yeah, I could have sworn we had That's another one. That's the only one we've had so far. No, yeah, no,
1: I'm 90% certain. No, 92% certain. I think you're also, <laughs> I'm pretty sure you're actually right about this. I'm going because to I've been looking
0: forward to another two minutes. I'm gonna, confirm. I guess i for some reason i thought we got a lot more of him Mm-mm. than this like because i mean i know he comes back around again in i
1: think because we've talked about it so much justice league because that's always it our a, that, that was our one of our favorite episodes up to this point up I'm to the season
0: toyman bruno manheim and bruno manheim well, that's bruno Mannheim, bizarro oh so much Lightner, too much Lightner, yeah oh oh titano oh uh metallo holy yeah shit yeah okay all right well it's definitely the lesser of the two toyman episodes yes
1: and which is sad because like we've we've talked up the the first toyman episode so much of like this is the villain this is a good villain for superman because it's one it's, it's one where he has to use his brain Instead of his strength,
0: I guess I just I'm thinking of his appearances in Justice League and Justice League Unlimited. Yeah, obviously he's there to quote unquote kill Superman, mm-hmm. and I feel like he's part of like one of the Injustice gangs maybe in JLU. I think so. And I know he pops up again in Static Shock because I actually think that's his next. Yeah, appearance. he does. Um, oh well, wow, I forgot. Well, okay, so we Great only get episode. this too. So I guess, I guess, which it, is also almost the same plot as this one. Is his it? his appearance in Static Shock? Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ, man, they could be a little more creative than that what i thought was cool is i liked his toys in this so he's got the the henchmen who are in like the the action figures he's got that amazing like kids helicopter yes like a little whirlybird helicopter i love the massive kangaroo wind up oh, kangaroo he amazing. sends to go kidnapper uh i did not so much care for his laser grid game at the end his tron meets street fighter it's real dumb yeah you know because no, not not
1: that, true that that'd be virtue fighter yeah, that's Virtue Fighter.
0: But I I like him a lot. Do you Virtue Fighter? I don't know what the fuck <laughs> yeah. Virtue. What the fuck? What's Virtue Fighter? Uh, it is. I take it's not a bunch Street of people with virtue fighting. fighting. <laughs> yes, it it's is a bunch of virtuous combatants. Mm-hmm. It's like the opposite of Mortal Kombat. Yeah, there was actually
1: speaking of that another fun tangent. Um, <laughs> there was a a wrestling game where you could pick. You've probably heard about this one because it, it's infamous for being like a horrible and very morally wrong game what's the name of it i don't remember the name oh, but it's where great. you can uh choose which religious figure you want to be and have them fight each other what yeah that's a real game
0: like is it done in a satirical oh yeah way yeah so is it is it just across the board offensive or is it only offensive you oh it, take... it's pretty across the board offensive. okay is it, or yeah. is it only offen- is it more like a like a south park sort of thing mm-hmm. where if you're like capable of taking a joke it's fun, or yeah, is it, okay. it, it's like um,
1: it feels very much like
0: Celebrity Deathmatch. Oh my god! Yeah, I miss Celebrity Deathmatch. I loved that show. It was so good. What? Oh, I, who were the two commentators on that? I I couldn't tell you. In my mind, my my mind went to um, Mxc. So oh, it's, it's uh, called Kenny Blakenship and Vic Romano but it's called faith fighters faith that's fucking fantastic isn't it wait so who and all are the combatants so Uh, it's obviously jesus it's like jesus moses buddha uh muhammad
1: uh ganesha Ganesha, okay i think is the is that the
0: hindu yes okay thank you
1: um yeah god jesus buddha ganesha buddha and muhammad Oh my god.
0: Oh, they didn't get like Brigham Young and uh, what, what, like, what are the um, is it Xenu? Isn't is that? Yeah, Zenu. <laughs> it probably came out before.
1: I'm trying to see. Sort of this might not be the main one because I feel like this isn't the art style I remember,
0: but I'll, I'll look it up later. Okay. Um, um oh my god, I'd, I'd play that game. Oh, um, yeah. We should play that game. We should <laughs> <laughs> we'll do a bonus episode. <laughs> no, we won't. Um, what I, what I was gonna say is one of the things that I I love about Toyman is that they do a great job making him seem creepy. Mm-hmm. So the the henchmen oh, go off terrifying, to, yeah. Because so the henchmen go off to the the fashion show to kidnap Darcy and they fail because Clark's there. The Superman is there, and then it cuts back to the cowboy showing up holding his severed head, which is just like just cool imagery in general. Yeah, and Toyman is like sitting there on a rocking chair, pretty much all in shadow. Silhouette, Yeah. And just, like, rocking back and forth, talking about how excited he is that Darcy's coming back. And then we just get a glimpse of him leaning out of the shadow in his just, like, uh, was it like Cheshire Grin, right, is mm-hmm. the term? Fucking unsettling. It's so eerie, and it's so good. Yeah. I, I mean, I think it's part of why he's so good is that he is a really strong visual villain, which we're talking about how well-written the batman villains are which is obviously true and i think in general toyman can be well written yeah but because Bat- he has to be because he can't emote this is true Yeah, so it really has to come through in like the visual imagery around him and the batman villains part of what makes them work so well is they are really visually like interesting mm-hmm. less so with a lot of the superman villains right like outside of toyman who would you say is like the most visually interesting of them visually interesting yeah um I mean, maybe... I mean, Brainiac. Yeah, Bra- is, I mean, I mean, even, even Brainiac unique. is kind of... He's unique, but he's kind of muted. Like, there's... I think there's more interesting versions of Brainiac. Mm-hmm. Livewire. Wire. Yeah. But, well, you,
1: well, you mentioned that all of the... You, we mentioned this on a former episode, where all of the main villains are the same body shape. Yeah. So, if you look at a silhouette of Brainiac next to Lex...
0: Or next to, like, Parasites. Yeah. Yeah. I guess Metallo is a little bit thinner framed. Mm-hmm. But in general, yeah, there you, can't, you, you can't distinguish them. Um the the robot from Justice League. The robot?
1: Oh Amazo. Amazo, thank you. Oh, I love Amazo yeah. though.
0: I mean that's that that's to the what is Lex. Yeah. Well that's that's a deliberate one at least too, because he's meant to be a blank slate. Yeah. Quite literally. But yeah, at least Toy Man is visually interesting. They give him some cool, visually interesting. Bizarro. Things. Yeah, bizarro's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, It's the same body shape, just kind of like crumpled up a little bit. Yeah, just kind of hunched over and Mm -hmm. and gangly in some weird ways. Um, But one thing I did kind of like about this episode is we got just a a small moment of Clark doing a bit of investigative work, which we always appreciate. Yeah. Because he's trying to hunt down what the deal is with um, Darcy. Darcy. So I kind of like that because he shows up at her apartment and looks through and sees no one's there so he just like casually floats around the corner to go in through the patio
1: which i i didn't understand that part until i realized like oh he doesn't want to like break in
0: yeah i guess it's really convenient that darcy doesn't point out the fact that somehow he's in her apartment yeah she does give
1: the well she's also super strong this is true um but she also brings up the like oh another stalker made it in like this isn't the first one that's been here yeah. It's been in that situation.
0: She's got it kind of rough. Yeah. So I'm guessing that you saw it coming pretty quickly that she was also yeah. a toy, right? hmm I mean, I guess when you're dealing with a 21-minute episode, you do have to set things up pretty fast, and you have to foreshadow pretty heavy. Mm-hmm. Now, did you think that she was going to be aware she was a robot, though? Or do you think that she was going to discover it? I... I thought that she'd be aware
1: because okay. we, we've kind of already had that story a few times where they're not aware. So
0: I'm trying to think of who. Um, so we had it with... Uh, Cyber Batman. Cyber Batman. What's that episode called? Hardak? No. Um, oh, that... Har- um, Heart... Heart uh, of Steel is the actual Hardak episode. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Identity something? I don't remember. I don't know. Um, look it up. We had that
1: one... We had one Metallo episode that was kind of like that, where he didn't realize he was a bad person.
0: Oh, yeah. He didn't realize he was a bad person, but he knew he was obviously a robot, because he didn't have any sort of skin going on. Yeah.
1: And I guess even the... They um, follow the traits of the amnesia episode.
0: We've had four amnesia episodes at this point. I guess, yeah, I guess we have had it a lot. I, I I, feel like it might have made this one a little bit more interesting, though. Or maybe I just wanted her to have a little bit more depth.
1: Yes. I, w- I think it would have been more interesting because we do see her, like, kind of panic.
0: Yeah, because, yeah, so in the, so when the there, a big kangaroo busts into her apartment trying to try and kidnap her. As, as things do in Metropolis. Silly, kind of dumb fight scene, but I kind of enjoyed it nonetheless. Yeah. But in the, the scuffle, uh, she gets knocked into a mirror. No, 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 no.
1: It's, it's so much worse than that.
0: Okay, uh as the kangaroo I'll let you paint us the picture.
1: As the kangaroo jumps through the window of the skyscraper, um super uh, Clark grabs her uh and he says run, and as she turns, she trips on a cord and oh. slams her face into a mirror.
0: Damn it, I forgot about the trip. I forgot about tripping on the cord part yes. of it. It had nothing to do with the kangaroo. Now, okay, now this is interesting because I think it would have been Because when she actually hits the mirror, that's a pretty intense moment. Actually, like it took me by surprise. Yeah, that's surprisingly violent, very specifically violent for this show in particular. Yeah. Now, do you think they had her trip because they couldn't have her actually get hit by the kangaroo?
1: Yeah, I did. I did have the idea of like making it Superman's fault, maybe where like the kangaroo hits him and he. Can't stop him. Can't stop the momentum Momentum. of running into her. Yeah,
0: because I get. Yeah, that is a really. It's a. It. It's a moment that undercuts her a lot. Do it like
1: they do with every other building and have the room collapse on them.
0: Yeah, I'm just. I'm trying to think of why they would specifically have her do that because it. It paints her into this trope of being a ditzy blonde, Mm -hmm. which I would say otherwise the episode kind of avoids. Yeah, but that moment. Just seems that one single moment seems to really detract from any sort of interest she'd have as a character.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. I, 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 as I kind of mentioned before, I would have loved her to like freak out a little bit more. Like that is her secret, and if it gets yeah. out, then she's ruined. Um, and like you kind of see it with Lana, where she like passively tries to kill her. That's a that's a
0: weird moment too
1: yeah if you were this is this is the thing that bothered me if you were lana and there was a robot with a knife would you call the police first or would you call clark first uh really good point yeah because she calls the police
0: Uh, i didn't even think about that
1: yeah (laughs) because that's what bugged me because she had the phone in her hand while she was still running yeah i'm like just fucking call clark can hear
0: you just say his name yeah that's true. Like, he, oh, he, man, he, it would be so great if Clark was here right now. Yeah. Uh, in one ear, he's constantly listening out for Lois. Yeah. And the other ear for Lana. Yeah. Just, I don't know. I had him. Yeah. That would have made a lot more sense. I I guess I didn't like Darcy immediately turning and trying to kill Lana. I mean,
1: it, it it was very odd because she was because, like I said, she's very passive about it.
0: Yeah. Well, and, I, and I think it detracts from... I, I think what I wanted here was a bit of a story about her really trying to live her own life mm-hmm. um, and trying to get away from Toy Man. And in that moment, she... I mean, you get why she would do it because she's trying to protect herself, but I wanted her to be sympathetic in that moment. And she's not at mm-hmm. all. She just becomes... she In that moment, she goes from a... Semi victim to just another villain, yeah. Especially because she's going after Lana, who is I would argue one the of the most, most likable thing. characters yeah. in, in the whole show. Yeah, I just don't. It would
1: have been very helpful, I think, if she had kind of the baby doll treatment. Yeah, a little bit where she just kind of, if she just kind of went crazy. Yeah. Um, it's some kind. I I the first thing that came to mind is like a really dumb and cheesy line of like. Her sitting in the chair and Alana like trying to comfort her of like, Don't worry, like we'll get this we'll get this worked out. I know yeah. someone at Star Labs, something like that. Um, and her just like he didn't even like it, I, I'm so mad at myself for thinking this line. Just like, he didn't even program me to cry. <laughs> and then like that's when she kind of loses it of like, Yeah, like I won't have to worry about it if no one knows about it. And that's when she kinda like clicks against Alana
2: I, of I, like
0: yeah, I think maybe that would have made the whole thing interesting is if she if she had an objective, right? Like I I, I get it. We have but a She's limit- trying to get big enough to get out of Metropolis. Is that what she's trying to do? I don't know. That's
1: just that's just what okay, I assigned for like, her. Like
0: what I cause I think would've been interesting is if there was just a little bit of backstory on her about how like, oh, she just kinda came out of nowhere. Like I literally like found her like hiding out in a cafe somewhere like if you have i would have have easily given to jimmy in the beginning yeah like i would have loved for them to take the 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 classic trope as it were of you discover this beautiful woman in a cafe and all of a sudden becomes this like international renowned model or or star or something like that yeah and basically you take that idea of that being like a lot of people's dream Mm -hmm. and you make it for her a bit of a nightmare yeah where she, is, she was trying to lay low to get away from Toy Man, um, but she gets discovered, and she's kind of lost, she doesn't know what to do, so she goes along with it. And in the process, she realizes, like, oh, well, like, maybe this gives me the opportunity to get out. If I become big enough, I can achieve enough status where I can become safe again. Like, she has to escape that, like, middle gap era from being nobody to being someone so big that she's safe once more. Yeah. Um, and then maybe in going there, she starts to, like, not want to lose anything. And so then she becomes desperate and she's willing to actually go in and kill to achieve it. Um, And maybe she even feels guilty, but possibly having to kill Lana, who gave her a break and she has like some sympathy for and some affection for. But she's in the way of escaping from Toy Man. Mm -hmm. I think that would have made this all a lot more interesting. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like the only moment she gets as a character really is the final moment of the episode.
1: As when she doesn't say anything and walks away. Yeah oh in the in the helicopter
0: um like well, the well, yeah. helicopter okay that's true moment. yeah yeah cuz she so i mean what a surprise eventually toy man does get a hold of her mm-hmm. um, and she tries to fight back and she can't cuz she's programmed to not to yes so then which just...
1: i think could have been the whole episode
0: yeah is the is,
1: is the concept of free will because that's a whole episode of futurama which where, episode of futurama is that um, it's i think it's in the last season or second to last season where Bender finds he has a, um, the switch, the um.
0: Oh, this does ring uh, a bell. I wrote
1: the, I wrote the word down. Um, free will switch. Yeah. That had just been off the whole time, mm-hmm. and the professor is like taunting him, and Bender pulls a gun out, and he's like, "You can't harm humans because you don't have free will." Yeah. And he turns the switch on, um, <laughs> and it's yeah. Like, obviously, Futurama did it in a more comedic way. Yeah, and probably also
0: a more heartfelt and, like, deeply thought-out way.
1: Yeah, but, like, you could have had an amazing episode about the concept of free will. Yeah. Um, of her just, like, murmuring to herself of, like, can I do this? Okay, I can do this.
0: Yeah, because there's n- there's just none of that here. Mm-hmm. You know, eventually, uh, Twain Man and Superman getting that real dumb virtue Fighter Battle, virtual Tron battle. It, just, it looks, it looked, it it, it was a dumb construct. It looked stupid. <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> I of course, of course you did. Of course, <laughs> did. I thought it was real stupid. It was, but yeah, I mean, so because it, that's also sorry, sorry, one no. more backtrack.
1: That's also the only time that she shows her robotic side. Yeah, is like, oh, how convenient for me that I let you have all the free will you wanted, but I didn't give you the ability to harm me.
0: Yeah. And, like, she does get a, a quick moment when she's she's trapped inside of basically, like, a, a Barbie doll box, dressed up in the classic Barbie doll bikini. Um, and she has a moment where, she, I think she's, like, watching the battle. She kind of, like, looks away. Sort of, like, she knows she can't do anything about it. Yeah. And then eventually, yeah, she she can't hurt Toy Man, but she can break his toys, so she smashes up his helicopter and they crash. Um, and, of course, you know, there's no sign of either body. And there's that great moment at the end where she's waiting to get on a train with this massive suitcase. Mm-hmm. We, we're pretty sure we know it's we inside a good the suitcase. Inside, and then, the, yeah, yeah the, the, the porter comes up to try and give her a hand, and he can't. She just catches, picks it up and carries it on. And that's a it's a really unsettling moment, actually, to end on. Like Because Toy Man is a person. That is the difference in the two of them. Yeah. like So there's an unconscious human inside the suitcase that she's dragging around. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's her husband. Oh, yeah, I guess it is kind of her husband, isn't it?
1: Cause that, that also brings up another really interesting point that they could have they were they had so much potential here because then you could bring up the whole idea of ownership. Yeah. Of like she isn't a real person. Yeah. She is technically his property. Superman is taking Toy Man's property away from him. Mm-hmm. What level of consciousness consciousness do you need before you can intervene like that? Yeah.
0: Well, and it and then that whole thing could then become just a a commentary on just the general idea of like men taking ownership over women and possession over women mm-hmm. and it would have been uh, would have given them some space to play around and actually talk about something yeah because they they do they do it a lot of other ways but they just they don't hear because the Batman episode does that where it's a little it's bit more
1: yeah. plot but you still see
0: an overarching story where Bruce learned a lesson yeah exactly or and it's trying to talk about something that you know actually bigger matters than in the real world yeah, yeah and, and it's Again, it's one of the cool things about you know having such a, a, a broad medium. This could it have was, been a great domestic abuse episode. Well, I mean, it's weird <laughs> you as it know, sounds, what stories kids yeah. want, <laughs> but like as weird as it sounds stories to say that stories where daddies hit mom. Oh, but I mean, as as fucked up and weird as to say that, like there is actually some value to doing that, right? If you yeah. can kind of incorporate some of these ideas into you know a, a kid's show and if you can do it in a way that actually you know kind of says something positive or at least points out something that's a little wrong Mm -hmm. you can instill a better mentality in kids at a young age right and i you know you get this like a very special episode sort of thing we've seen them do versions of that all over the place throughout the dcau yeah i'm just disappointed the whole first season of batman
1: was psa's
0: that's true yeah and this would have been like a less it could have been a less clunky PSA right too it could have been you know kind of on a more adult storyline that you know kids could still have still gone along with because mm-hmm. even as it is it's it does it doesn't skew young like some of the visuals certainly do but the themes and the creepiness skew a little bit older yeah mm-hmm. I don't know I was disappointed because I love Toy man me too but it didn't really quite work for me um, the one thing the my last
1: note I wanted to bring up is um, DC still continues to love Brutally murdering non-human humanoid creatures. Oh, like the kangaroo, the kangaroo, the three robots in the beginning. Yeah, Superman just like punches one head off, and then punches a hole through the chest of the third one. Oh, the spaceman. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah t- the kangaroo just rips the arm off like it's nothing.
0: Who, uh, who was the um, who was the villain that we were talking about that they would always Scarface. Oh, that's right, Scarface. Yes. Yeah. Brutal. He <laughs> yeah. falls in a shredder. He gets like a he gets thousand riddled bullets. Riddled with bullets. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're... I don't they th-
1: love just abusing Scarface.
0: I don't think... Have there been any... There haven't been any gunshot wounds at all in this, right? I don't think so. No, lots of bullets fired and lots of dodging around them. And mm-hmm. we'll see in the next episode that they just like shoot guns out of people's hands rather than shoot them. Yeah. But yeah, I don't think there's been any gunshot wounds... Except for Scarface, <laughs> for Scarface, <laughs> for Scarface. <laughs> yeah, and then oh, I guess Phantasm doesn't quite count. But yeah, there's there's mm-hmm. lots of gun violence in that. But yeah, no one actually gets shot. Yeah. Mm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Well,
1: now, I think it, you know it, it's it's the censorship rules. It is. It is, yeah. It's the second it's not a human, all riding barriers are gone. That's true. <laughs> Who
0: gives a shit now?
1: Yeah. Um, now, as long as we know, because there was still one. No, it's in the Batman episode. Where one of the one of the Chippendale dancers, um, he falls somewhere, and then like some big thing falls on top of him. But as long as they have the grunt afterwards, uh, yeah, yeah he all the knows yeah, um the the Romano moan.
0: Yes, yes. Oh, that was a, that was a great anecdote. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, did you? What did you think of? Did you like Mean Seasons more? I did. Than Obsession? I did. Yeah, I did as well. Mainly because these are my favorite henchmen. These are amazing henchmen. Yes, I mean they are shamelessly Chippendale models. Oh yeah, yeah, and big, it's amazing. Broad, bare-chested guys. Like one of them looks like Fabio, clearly designed off yeah. Fabio. And they have just yeah the um, the bow tie, no shirt, the, the bow tie and the black collar, slacks. the black slacks. Yeah. Well, obviously I loved it.
1: <laughs> best best henchman. Best best
0: possible henchman. But yeah. she has
1: two henchmen because she has the Chippendale dancers. Then she has a dinosaur.
0: <laughs> yeah, the dinosaur. This is a great episode for henchmen. The dinosaur was weird. Yeah. um... So it's a it's a it's interesting too because this also opens with a fashion show just like the last mm-hmm. one did and again it's by weird coincidence that these have been paired together yeah there was actually a good amount of time between them and different shows mm-hmm. um yeah and then so calendar girl bus in to kidnap the who's kind of
2: awesome she is She's kind of pretty awesome. cool
0: yeah so she she shows up and so she says beware the Ides of March Mm-hmm. so. Were, does the episode th- okay this is one thing that did kind of confuse me a little bit is she makes reference to holidays mm-hmm. um, in her attire and in some of her commentaries? like here she's throwing easter eggs yes which is april not march close enough but she mentions the eyes of march yes i think she was going for seasons so it is broken down by seasons yeah because it's so here it's spring and then it's uh fourth of july summer so fourth of july and then Fall. halloween slash dia de los muertos yes uh, oh but then wait no when she kidnapped so because there's three kidnappings and then she's gonna kill them all at the end and yes. i assumed that the last one was winter it was so she says it's so the it's
1: halloween for the third guy yeah the clear wb executive parody yes which is amazing i loved it. it so much yeah uh then when she's wearing the all black it looks so badass. The all black with all the black scythe. with a white mask and the scythe. Oh, it's, it's, that was awesome. Again, great visuals. It was very much like a um, Tartofsky like, yes. samurai Jack villain.
0: Yeah. And actually, interesting point here, too, that <clears throat> kind of like with Toy Man, she has a static face. She's yeah. wearing a mask. We can't see her expression. And I actually think it works better here. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It gives her that more kind of creepy, unsettling She's, she, vibe. <laughs> I wrote down that she is a more evil phantom fan of the opera oh yeah she basically is she is totally is yeah so but, i mean so yeah i think <clears> that <throat> her because she, she has four quote unquote, appearances and so she's based around kind of the seasons mm-hmm. but i decided it was interesting that she like specifically references the ides of march and it's throwing easter eggs like i feel like the other time she kind of focused on one holiday so it's like fourth of july halloween yeah um, also did think it was funny that well, i guess
1: i guess those are the only two like because you can't i guess you could do saint patrick's day
0: you could now i'm curious though what day what day did you actually like for us what day did you watch this episode did you watch it today yeah okay so you watched it an hour ago okay you watched it on the monday i watched it on the saturday we we both of us just missed actually watching it on the ides of march oh yeah yeah that's
1: in three days i thought it's isn't the 11th no the ides of march is the half is the midway of march it's march 15th well that makes more sense Mm -hmm. i don't think it was the 11th (laughs) because march 15th is also another very special day what's march 15th mr crocker day what Mr. Crocker Day from Fairly Odd Parents. Oh, it's the day that Denzel Crocker lost his fairies.
0: Oh, poor Denzel Crocker. I, I forgot his first name was Denzel.
1: Mm-hmm. Hmm. Denzel Crocker. <laughs> um, yeah, that's how I always remember the. ads didn't March. he
0: have Cosmo and Wanda? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, but was...
1: he accidentally spilled the beans that he had fairies.
0: Oh, he was trying to impress the girl. I don't remember was it... why I thought he was trying to impress. He was trying to impress somebody.
1: I thought it was a girl. No because he wouldn't he wasn't that simple minded. He's he's like tricked into saying it. Was there did you know someone else oh, who also had Oh, Timmy. Timmy went back in time and made him say it.
0: Oh. Yeah. Was it like one of those um is it the uh, like the Harry Potter version of time travel where it always existed that the person was there? Yes. Okay, so like loop, a like circular time travel, yes. yeah, circular yeah, yeah, time yeah. travel. Okay. Yeah,
1: because Timmy writes down or he he records denzel saying i have fairy godparents yeah um and when he goes back to the future he leaves the recording device and denzel writes on the back of it fairies are real and that's his like so he gets his memory wiped yeah and he finds the recording device in his pocket and that's what's like keeping him strong through yeah
0: does that ever come back around
1: what him knowing they're fairies well, that that's his whole thing. That's why he's chasing fairies.
0: Is because of oh. that moment. Oh, he, he leaves the recorder in the past. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So I thought uh, for some reason I thought he left it in the future, and no, Denzel has it in the past. I love that you keep referring to him as Denzel, and not <laughs> not Crocker, which is what he's. <laughs> We're on a first name basis. You guys are. At this point. Yeah. we've yeah, known there's... each other for at least twelve years. There are a lot of cartoons you're on a first name <laughs> basis with. You know, I have a lot of friends. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah. So we we both just missed out on actual watching. Yeah, because
1: Caesar dies on March fifteenth. Yeah, that's why it's before the Ides oh, of March. This Mar- why did I think it was the
0: eleventh? Whatever, doesn't matter. I don't know shit. Um, unless it's about Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Get your Greek history together. Uh, Roman history. That's not even Greek. Yeah. At least you caught yourself. <laughs> yeah. So she comes and kidnaps the uh, the 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 designer, mm-hmm. and then. She goes around and kidnaps uh, a guy at a car show. Mm-hmm. Like the head of a... I guess it's like a... The head of a dealership. A, de- like a dealership or, yeah, like a chain dealership, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and each time she does it, she leaves behind a calendar with a date circled on it. Mm-hmm. So because so Calendar Girl was written for the show. Okay. But she's based off of Calendar Man. Yeah. Now, I always get Calendar Man not confused with Holiday, But for some reason, I always thought the calendar man had the same M.O. as Holiday, which was committing crimes on a holiday. Oh, no. That is not the case. Right. Calendar man commits crimes on days with significance to himself. Mm -hmm. So this is what Calendar Girl does here. So she leaves behind April 3rd, which was when she got um, kicked off her modeling contract because she was too old. You know what? She should have done like a Lent joke. (laughs)
1: Lent? (laughs) (laughs) you're gonna give up 40 days i've given up not kidnapping
0: (laughs) i've given up the straight and narrow for lent get in the van uh yeah then she leaves the note for august 7th which is the day she got kicked off of the her contract by the dealership Mm because again she was too old um so then barbara's able to track down her agent her former agent. So she and Batman go to investigate. And this moment in particular made me very uncomfortable because it's him basically having a prelude to a casting couch moment with a, Oh, yeah, this a young, is the Weinstein moment. The Weinstein moment, yeah, with a young actress. And I think what bothers me about this is this episode is trying to have a commentary on just kind of how this industry really can chew up and spit out mm-hmm. women and take advantage of them. I, I
1: want to bring up a, a a point similar to that after, after we okay. talk about this episode. Yeah, so
0: yeah. I think what makes me uncomfortable at this moment is that it's trying to have that commentary, but it's also really, really comfortable leaning in on tropes mm-hmm. and leaning in on moments like this where the guy is obviously meant to be really creepy and this girl is in a really uncomfortable situation and she basically only gets out of it because Batman and Batgirl show up. But then also, the guy's kind of let off the hook. Like, it's not like Batman, like, says anything about, you know, like, you can't be a fucking creeper. Right. Or, like, basically sexually harass her. He just gets information and, as far as we can tell, just kind of leaves the guy behind. Right. Like, the conversation mellows out. Batman, neither Batman nor Batgirl have any reaction to what this guy's doing. And I think that's where I think... Maybe in a lot of ways, this whole universe kind of falls down. Is at the same time that it it puts forward, you know, more interesting, well-rounded female characters, like you know, like Roxy Rocket for example, or even Harley. Like Harley gets a lot of depth as this Poison Ivy. <laughs> Catwoman does at some points too. It does all that, but then it also is really comfortable just shoehorning women into tropes and cliches and having them just be like the damsels in distress.
1: Yeah. Um, so I talked about two other characters before the, before we started recording, mm-hmm. there's a third character that is almost the exact same story that we were, that I forgot to mention before. Okay. Clayface. Oh, this is his story. This is his exact story. Yeah. He was getting too old. So he's using face cream to stay young. Yeah. And the face cream turns him into a monster.
0: Oh yeah, because yeah, so before the we were started recording, you talked about how this is now the fourth time that an episode in the DCAU has talked about how fucked up the entertainment industry is. Yeah. So and it's
1: from multiple perspectives. So we've had a mod we this is a model.
0: Yeah. Uh last episode
1: was a stunt actress. Yes. Uh before that you had Baby Doll, mm-hmm. who was an actress who A child actor. A child actor, uh, who couldn't get out of that world. Mm-hmm. And now Clayface, who is and un- under the same circumstance, he's an actor who wasn't getting the roles that he wanted because he was getting too old. Yeah. Um, and so he's doing whatever he can, as as does Calendar Girl. She's mm-hmm. doing whatever she can. She's getting. She makes a a big speech about like, she's had surgery after surgery and doing anything to stay yeah. young. But the second I hit thirty, you all dropped me.
0: Yeah. And that is that is interesting too that you the comparison with clayface right where clayface he got in the situation he was in because he was trying desperately not to become irrelevant mm-hmm. the difference here is that she's already become irrelevant yeah and she's out for revenge like she didn't even have a chance to try and come back yes she lost it entirely but she also sees cuz she uh cuz the manager makes
1: a, a joke of like oh yeah she's crazy because the the plastic surgeon nipped where he should have tucked yeah um Alluding to she has some like alluding to that she is the is the phantom from phantom of the Opera. that yeah. she's had some horrible face um disfiguration, mm-hmm. which um,
0: I, I love that they set that
1: up and then did a complete turn off. oh, it. that was so good at the end. Yeah. I think that's the biggest like like the biggest point of how fucked up the industry is.
0: oh yeah, because you know, and like i I'm making a a broader commentary on just the sometimes terrible representation of women in this sh- universe. But I think for the most part, this episode's pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Like, we get where she's coming from. Like, her methods are different than we've seen before from somebody. Um, you know, we kind of get why she wants to kill these these three people. Because yeah. they did legitimately wrong her. Um, the problem for me, though, is it takes a serious dive into what the fuck at the end with a giant animated T-Rex. Yeah. Now yeah because they're on a lot somehow the batmobile got on a lot by the way which i also love i mean did he just like blast through the gate uh my
1: guess is uh bruce like he was in his bruce attire he's like i have a prop Bat- <laughs> Bat- batmobile i've got a prop on.
0: batmobile and a uh a mock-up batgirl here a fake batgirl
1: yeah an actress an actress
0: dresses batgirl do you just want to let me let me sneak on board here yeah uh, so the other no one
1: probably did he had barbara because barbara's over 18 yeah. he had barbara as barbara and he was acting like this like this sleazy director oh there we going go going up to the guy is like hey i'm bruce wayne yeah i'm trying to impress this girl
0: over here let us on the lot yeah so i'm bruce wayne come on let me, let me show yeah. off and then you know like five years down the line he just does that anyways yeah yeah <laughs> but yeah so they, they end up on the lot um and yeah calendar girl activates a giant animatronic t-rex one that also has enough programming to like hunt and attack mm-hmm. people yeah don't worry about that now did you also think that maybe this was gonna be the t-rex that ended up in the Batcave? cave no because like in the comics there's a, a giant animatronic t-rex i don't i cannot remember and so if you're out there listening so i'm mostly talking about james and ted over at the watchtower <laughs> database because you guys know this better than we do is there a T-Rex in the Batcave later on, I cannot remember. I feel like i I visually can see it. Mentally yeah. can see it. I feel like there is one, but I i can't know. I don't I can't recall distinctly. Because I was the penny shows up and the penny was shown in um almost got him. Yes. Um I just can't remember this. I mean, I'm assuming no because the T-Rex gets destroyed by a giant lighting. Light rig. Rig, yeah. Um but that was like my one I was going to be okay with it if it was just a setup to then like have that just pop up casually later on in the Batcave. I don't think that happens here. I think it was just a really dumb, bizarre choice on their part. Yeah. It also made it impersonal for an episode that was meant to be very personal.
1: There was another thing that that I kind of wish they would have pushed on more because it was all about kind of women getting wronged. Yeah. Um, Through through entertainment. While that being the story, Batgirl does nothing this entire yeah. episode. What? She's exactly. just there. She she's and just And I wish that she would have taken a, a bigger lead on this.
0: Yeah, you would have liked to see her um kind of have some sympathy a little bit.
1: Yeah, I wanted her to like the the scene where I think it would have played in best um would be when she is researching uh, calendar girl's life, and she because she's the one that finds the the manager, the former mm-hmm. manager. Yeah, I would have loved for like Bruce to be like, "No, that's a dead end," mm-hmm. and her to be like, "No, I know, like, I can get in her head. I know what she's thinking. This is who she's going after. Yeah, or this is who would know her best. Like something where Bruce would kind of or Batman would be like, "No, we're doing what I want," and her just be like, "No, I know this situation better than you."
0: Yeah, well, because <clears throat> you can imagine that. Barbara now works for the police department. Now it helps that obviously she's the commissioner's daughter, but you would think that there would be some elements of that in that, in like in that world too. I mean, it's a very male driven, very macho male driven space. You think she would have had maybe like some tangential exposure, something similar. might've like, yeah, you know, and uh, it's also, um,
1: they kind of redirected the, the overall theme of the episode to not be women's, the problem women have in Hollywood or the problem women have in entertainment mm-hmm. and they just kind of redirected it to be age caps are bad.
0: Now, so there, there was a deliberate reason they did that. <clears throat> okay. So the voice actor for Calendar Girl is Cella Ward.
1: Yes, okay, I did hear about this. Yeah, okay.
0: and so part of the reason that they did this episode and they had her come on in was at the time she was leading a campaign against the harmful effects of just Hollywood's obsession with youth. Mm-hmm. So this was commenting on a very specific thing that was actually going on in the industry. Yeah. Um, and I guess in that regards, in that very specific aspect, it is successful in having a commentary on that. It just really lets down a hell of a lot of other things. Yeah. But I I do love, though, that final moment, as we talked about it, where this post-T-Rex... Oh, God, it's so good. Yeah, when they they, they eventually find out where she is. She owns like a, a nightclub, and so they go in and they stop her. And as she's getting led into the... I was about to say paddy wagon, the back of the,
2: the, the cop car.
0: Yeah, the, uh, well, no, she she's handcuffed. Oh, right, and yeah. And
1: Bullock comes over, and he's like, have you oh. read out her rights? And she's like, yeah. Uh, and she's like, all right, well, she knows she can't bring this into court. And he, he tries to take the mask off, and she like flinches and it falls off and it, um she looks at her reflection through like a broken piece of glass on the ground and you realize that there is no
0: problem she, with her face. She's beautiful. She's flawless. Yeah, yeah. And because Batgirl even comments like, "I don't, I don't get it. She's amazing." Mm-hmm. And and Batman being
1: the the voice of reason as always, he's like, "Uh, we can. She can't see that anymore. She only sees the imperfections." Yeah, which is so fucking relevant and so no. fucking in imp- oh god it, that is it really is uh, it, just that line needs to like be brought into a 2018
0: storyline yeah well because it i mean it, it recontextualizes everything and yeah that, that's why i love where they set that up where we assume that she does have some sort of scarring going on underneath that she has to hide her face because she can't be seen um, but to make it a purely mental one, and one that was put on her. Yeah. Right. I mean, because that's such a true thing is that you know our, our own insecurities are driven by what we think other people or think about us. Yeah. And I couldn't, I could, I could pull up 15
1: girls on Tinder right now, and I would bet you for on probably 15 out of 15 would have some photo where they have a filter over their face.
0: Oh yeah. I mean, and that's crazy no it it is it it that's that statistic is unsettling no it 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 is and i i i guess i i like a lot of what this episode does it but it's just it lets me down in a couple ways that i think detract from the positive work it's trying to do yeah um but overall it's still pretty solid this is an episode i would love to
1: see redone today yeah. No, I absolutely agree. Because like, I feel like this is an episode that, that needs to be redone today.
0: So, I mean, where, like, where would with you... With Kristen Wig and Gal Gadot. With, with Kristen <laughs> Yeah. Because I was going to say, like, you know, what what show would you put this in now? It's so, like, what what is the modern version of, like, the new Batman adventures you think you could put in a story like this and have it do something? <sighs> Probably Flash. Yeah, I get... I guess Flash could do. Yeah, Flash, actually, Flash could do something like this. Would be really good. Mm-hmm. Um, Although, does it slightly undermine the fact that it's on the CW yeah. and it's just like the most generic? thing. I mean, this was on, on WB. So that, that
1: was what I wanted to bring up because uh, before before Calendar Girl goes to kidnap like the the producer or the the high up mm-hmm. WB exec because it, it, even WB is in the title. It's yeah, it's, it's like the, it's, it's, it's G- GWB because it's yeah. Gotham,
0: Gotham um, something broadcast whatever broadcasting or something.
1: Yeah. yeah um so the guy shows like our three biggest hits of the season oh my and god it's it's so the first one is clearly a 90210 parody yeah it's like
0: uh, i I, I try to write them
1: all down i, I, I only was, wrote the third one now because that was my favorite it one.
0: was i think model behavior i yes. want to say it was the first one so it's, it's, it's like
1: three models in high school that are trying to live life like normal yeah. teenage girls uh number two teen cop yeah Yes, which is they use that. Ba- so the the background of that set is definitely the the concept art they use for Static
0: Shock. Oh yeah. <laughs> Which is amazing. Yeah, because like an inner city teenage kid with attitude rides around a skateboard, who's like a deputized Mm -hmm. deputized cop. Yes. Uh, tangent. Did you ever see the movie Cop and a Half with Burt Reynolds? Like way back in the early nineties. I not. That sounds amazing. I have not seen it in many many years, but I remember watching a lot as a kid.
1: So this episode, this movie came out. This episode came out in ninety eight. Ninety eight. Okay. Uh, I think there might have been a
0: specific,
1: uh, writing duo that saw this episode and made a whole series about this. When did this show come out
0: wait oh, oh the show you're
1: thinking of yes it's it's a more obscure show but it's um well it
0: i wouldn't expect a mainstream one coming from
1: you 2002 so. okay uh 2002 so yeah they definitely stole the idea from this episode. what's the show uh there was an a there was a show on abc called fillmore oh and it was written by the the two creators of recess this sounds familiar uh, it's about a guy who takes the role of hall monitor way too seriously.
0: Oh, oh, holy shit! Yeah. Okay. Great if, show. If you if you want proof, proof. Yeah. That they stole this. This was the poster that popped <laughs> up when I first looked at Fillmore. Yeah. It is a kid with a badge riding around on a skateboard. Mm-hmm. Absolutely stolen.
1: Yeah. But Fillmore is great for people who haven't seen Fillmore. I I vaguely recall Fillmore. Actually, sorry, I got that mixed up. They didn't make Fillmore, they made Lloyd in space. I'm I'm embarrassed. Lloyd. I mean, I, I still
0: think that your theory like holds water on this one. Yes. Scott Scott Gimple. He also oh, made, okay. Um Um What else did he make?
1: He wrote Ghost Rider. <laughs> Great start. Ghost sorry, Ghost Rider two. I heard this is actually <laughs> the I heard
0: that's a better one. Is it interesting? Yeah, because it, it leans into its craziness. Okay. Oh, it's, okay. Um, Brian Taylor, and Mark Nevelding, the same guys who did Crank. Sure. Yeah. What I I've only I've never seen the movie, but I've seen uh, like a behind the scenes featurette. Which mm-hmm. show them doing all like show the directors doing all these crazy stunts to try and capture the movie. So it's like oh, okay. them on rollerblades in the back of a motorcycle, like them swinging out on this like massive crane over this huge cliff and stuff. <laughs> I'm like I would just rather watch them make this movie than watch the movie itself. Yeah, but also here at one point the uh, the Ghost Rider turns a like giant construction equipment into like a flaming Ghost Rider vehicle because he if whatever he's like on becomes. Yeah, it becomes like the motorcycle. Yeah, it's kind of clever. I'll watch that at some point. I'm very curious about it. Yeah. It just elbows in it. Is he really? Yeah. Wow. Big dress.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, um, yeah, Fillmore is definitely stolen from that. But okay. the third show was my favorite. Oh, uh, uh, Vets on a Beach. Malibu Vets. Malibu Vets. Thank you. Yep. Which I did not go where they went with it. I thought it was some kind of like. Real Housewives situation. Oh, okay. Uh, but no, because vets isn't like veterans. Yeah. Uh, no, it is
0: four veterinarians yeah, <laughs> who love who, to hang out on the beach. Yeah, who wear bikinis and like care for six Which, seals.
1: Oh my God, it's so like I could so see WB making that show. Yeah. Like like that
0: i i see the trailer for it you, you kind of suspect that uh these were the these failed. writers heard these pitches somewhere yeah and they went with it and they're like we're yeah <laughs> we're gonna keep going with this because <laughs> i could actually see all those shows getting made especially back then yeah late nineties, oh early gosh, 2000s yeah. yeah just right in the wheelhouse at the time mm-hmm. uh, oh my god oh
1: sorry one more side tangent please because uh, it should have been up in up in news um I don't follow the show. I don't believe you follow the show either. Uh, but there was a trailer that just came out, which got me very interested. Hmm. Uh, the final season of Supernatural is coming. What? Yeah. What? Yeah, that show is still on. It's, well, I know it's still on. I'm, <laughs> I'm shocked that it's ending. Yes, supposedly uh and their big episode which honestly looks awesome the trailer just came out i did
0: see this i didn't watch it but i saw that it existed the
1: trailer is is great is a crossover between supernatural and scooby-doo it's amazing so it's the the brothers the sam and dean winchester winchester it's going wilkinson winchester winchester they get turned into cartoons and they enter into a scooby-doo episode that is fucking amazing. the trailer came out this morning or the other day and it looks great you're gonna watch it i'm sure probably yeah you
0: got it you got it scooby-doo
1: yeah you don't miss anything scooby-doo um but that's kind of going on with the cw like you yeah. can do anything
0: they're actually ending that
1: i think so I, oh i've God. read somewhere that it's the final season Because it's like i think 14 i want to say 16
0: Fourteen sounds right. I think it's fourteen, yeah. But still, I mean, that's that's a really long. Yeah, I remember when uh, Jensen Ackles was on Smallville and they killed him off at the end of that season. I think that was like season four, season three or season four. And then I remember thinking, like, oh man, poor guy. Like, because I liked him in that show. Like, oh, and he's like, what's the supernatural show he's gonna dump him onto? Worked out great for him. Yeah, worked out really, really great it's, for him. It's the CW version of Bones. Yeah, <laughs> it'll
1: just never ever. Ever 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 end. Who was the comedian that made that joke of like, do you guys know Bones is still on? <laughs> oh, I want to say it was Tosh. It sounds like a Tosh. It's, joke. Not, it's probably sounds like a Tosh joke. Yeah. Oh my god. I just I just love that one. No, it might be Mulaney. I
0: was like, do you oh. guys know that Bones is still on? Actually, you know, I think you're right. I think it might be Mulaney. You could probably just throw another com- like comedian at me. like,
2: yeah, so I think it might be that mm-hmm. guy. Hey, um. Jeff Foxworthy. <laughs> oh my god.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh. Um.
1: All right. but yeah, I think that that's that's it for for the that's two it? episodes.
0: All um, right, uh, shall we uh, get some plugs in real quick before we we wrap things up? What do you, what, uh, what, what sure. do you, what's you got to plug this week, Cameron?
1: Um, I'll plug a good movie and a bad movie. The bad movie doesn't really need to be a plug. I just need to rant about it for a minute. Please do. Um, so bad movie. I I saw. I went I went to go see, Wrinkle in Time, and it was very disappointing. Mm. And it's I, so you make fun of me a lot for a good reason that for i for every reason um that i don't read many books you don't wrinkle in time i have read and i mm-hmm. loved okay um and it was kind of the movie that or the book that first got me interested in like multidimensionality okay And the idea of like there's a greater dimension than the third dimension sure and that was such a cool concept back then like the like, the folding the paper concept yeah blew me away back in sixth grade Mm -hmm. and it's still so cool um they just scrapped all that even in the trailer you see them explaining the like the paper you have that ant on the paper in the trailer, you see that they cut it all really yeah there is no explanation for tessering which is
0: which is their version of like jumping through space so i thought it was so interesting that they even had that scene because i feel like this might be one of those situations where they were the like the Wrinkle of Time was the originator of that idea, maybe. But we've seen it done so many places where it's like, oh, you take these two things, you put them together, and that's like, you know, what a black hole does. Yeah, but I would have loved
1: to see it in in a like a kid friendly explanation of it. Yeah,
0: that's what I was looking forward to. Is that's so all is, just jettisoned? Like they don't bother explaining at all how it works. Uh,
1: their explanation is love. Fuck
0: that. Yeah.
1: Right. Right. No, uh, like it's science. I know, and like they they make big points to push are like oh yeah like chris pine's character he thought in the macro scale of science like he wanted to go into space the wife whose actress i i'm sorry i don't remember right now mm-hmm. um she thinks on the micro scale so they balance each other out and they're both these like world renowned theoretical physicists okay um and then it gets to the point of like how chris pine's character first tessered uh and he like he has like all the sciency stuff happening over here, and there's like error messages popping up, and he's getting frustrated. And he looks out the window to see his wife feeding his baby, and he like he's like, oh, And then all the Tesser stuff works, and he's like, "It's love." I'm like, "Fuck you!" Oh god damn it! Oh. Uh, but there's a lot uh, of other problems with that movie, okay. and I'm not going to go into all of it because that's another like 20 minute conversation.
0: <laughs> so do I actually have to include Wrinkle in Time as an official? No, I just, okay, need to, cool. I just need to talk just, about that uh, for
1: a minute on a platform. Let me just delete that. Yeah, and save myself a few minutes. The movie I on. do want to plug though, which I did see in theaters, um, it comes out this Friday. I was lucky enough to get a sneak preview because we're so LA, so so LA. so LA. Uh, I got to see Love Simon, ah, um, which was an amazing movie. Yeah. It's it's kind of everything you wanted that kind of movie to be. Mm-hmm. Like the 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 gay teen dramedy. Yeah. And it it hits kind of all the notes you want it to hit. You have the funny moments, you have the dark moments, you have the feel good moments, you have the great parent speech, like you're still loved and accepted. Oh um and like there was uh one of those speeches uh, I could hear like the whole audience just kind of sobbing yeah. in unison. It was very adorable. Aww. Um, but it's a great movie. I, I highly recommend everyone
0: go see it. I am really excited for that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I, um, the big problem with queer cinema, and I guess I'll focus specifically on like male gay cinema because that's mostly what I'm looking for, is it always fall? It used to always fall into two camps: uh, either guy fucking a peach, guy. That's the new camp. That's the new version we have now. <laughs> no, it was always either the um, like really heavy drama or the really dumb like beefcake sex romp. Mm-hmm. And there was nothing in the middle. Like, I there was never anything that felt like represent like representative of like a normal like gay kids life mm-hmm. you know it was either it was the worst situation possible or you just ignored all that entirely and just it was all just the fun stuff and i always wanted something where it's like oh where's the story where it's you know it's normal like it could be better it could be worse that was my experience but like that's a lot of people's experience yeah and i was hoping that this would kind of fill that place but also be on the more positive side like that's one of the things that i loved about call me by your name was it was the first time that it was like a it was a a gay romantic movie that wasn't all about there being like negativity attached to it. It mm-hmm. was more on the positive side. Was this a little more positive? Oh, it's it's
1: very positive. Okay. Um I think in the trailer they kind of mislead you a little bit to what the story is about. Mm-hmm. Um and there there's kind of two stories that are playing off at the same time. But the one that I like, which makes the movie so much fun and so cute. Is you know in the trailers that he's emailing another gay kid in school, mm-hmm. but the story is him trying to guess which guy it is in his class. Oh, what that sounds really and it's fun! It's so adorable.
0: Oh my god, I play that anytime I'm not in West Hollywood. <laughs>
1: so it's um so they'll do cuts of like um the mysterious blue is, mm-hmm. is the other is the other gay kid. Typing he his emails on the computer, and it'll always be a shot from the lips down. Okay. And so when he's guessing who it is, they'll do the full shot, and it'll just be that actor. It oh, uh, sounds really fun, and it's so
0: adorable. Oh and my it's God. oh, uh, so it's like it's got a little bit of "You've Got Mail" in there. Yes. Oh,
1: was it "You've Got Mail"?
0: You've got Mail. Yeah, that I was that Tom movie. Hanks and with Meg, Meg Ryan. Ryan. Yeah, yeah.
1: I'm... Oh yes. Okay, I know what scene you're talking about now. Yeah, yeah. or the well, idea that you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. really glad
0: they didn't just name this movie "You've Got Mail" and just go off the homonym it would no be, be real embarrassing it would have been real bad for everyone involved also i also excited about this because uh greg berlanti directed it he did yeah mm-hmm. i'm glad to hear that it's good what else did he do well he is the man behind the entirety of the arrowverse
1: that's right i knew that name sounded familiar when i saw it in the credits yeah
0: i, I don't know if this is his first directorial film or not We'll look it up later. Yeah. I think it's, it's certainly one of his. It might, it's certainly his biggest. Um, I'm really happy to hear that's good. Yeah. I really liked it. I'm so excited to see that movie. Oh, and I actually, I, I can probably go see it this weekend. You can. Because <gasps> it comes out this Friday. Yeah, but also I'll have time. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I need most. Oh, well, sweet. Yeah. Um, what are
1: you watching, listening, reading to?
0: I have been fucking swamped with a great many things so i haven't really been uh watching anything new Mm -hmm. um i will say that i am now in volume seven of miss marvel nice it has dipped a little in quality um i think some of the villains got a little more ridiculous but i will say that it still handles the um like the character moments really well i mean apropos love simon There is a scene where one of the characters um, gets outed at school. Okay. Um, And the way it's handled... Yeah, I cried, actually. I did. Yeah, I had to stop and think about it for a second. Wow. And we've established that something broke in me the last year, and what little crying I ever did the rest of my life is now being made up for yeah it's like cry at everything you gotta you got a a loose faucet yeah i just like you can't can't clamp it down anymore um but yeah it it got me a little it's still it's a little bro tears but it got me crying when (laughs) i was reading it last night so that continues to be great that's not an official plug I did it um so the only other thing is i did start listening to a new podcast recently did you know i did yeah so it's from vox media v-o-x yes i love to clarify Mm -hmm. vox i also love them too um i love them because they are all about explaining things mm-hmm. so i mean it's basically impossible to be a news source and not have some sort of bias and they are a little bit left but they are very left i mean they're, they're pretty left most but of their articles yes are, are pretty well, even I, I, I would put it that what i would say about them is this that the opinion in the article is left but they always present the actual facts yes all the time they're just like here's the data and then here's our read on it, and also here's our commentary. And that commentary is liberal leaning. Also, it tends to be kind of snarky and funny. And I mm-hmm. like it. I like their oh, I love it. Yeah. I, I love it too. I love the way their like daily email blast is structured. It's like, here's one major news topic, and we're gonna basically explain it to you based off of other sources. And all these sources are listed in the body of the, the thing itself. And then here's a couple little things at the end. They have a new podcast from um, Sean Sham Rama's firm, who's one of the writers for Vox, and it's called Today Explained. And so it's Monday through Friday. Uh, They put it out in the afternoon, so you can listen to it on your commute home. And they're all about 20 minutes, and they'll just pick a topic and just fill you in on it. Okay. So, like, the first episode is all about how the actual nuclear strike system works in the U.S. Um, They did, like, a a three-minute bonus episode all about inclusion writers after uh, Francis McDormand's speech at the Oscars. Okay. I just listened to one about the uh, teacher's strike that was going on in West Virginia. Mm-hmm. and so what i love about it is that it's short it's really informative um and i will now like basically just fill that in between my other lengthy asinine stupid podcast yeah so like the weekly plan planet the empire it sounds podcast like, um nerdist like a like a daily um
1: last week tonight
0: yeah a little bit yes it, it's just all about taking a topic and doing a deep dive on it. it's really well produced uh yeah i i highly encourage it if you just want to be a little bit more informed about what's going on in the world mm-hmm. it's well worth a listen that's cool
1: yeah i watch yeah. their their videos every morning say so they have daily yeah. videos of just yeah the
0: most broad topics they do yeah but they they just i like their content i like how they handle the information i like the content they yeah, put me out. Too. yeah they do a really nice job with stuff because i'm a bit of an idiot and they talk to me like I'm not one, right? And I like that. It's a good feeling. So I really like that. You know, now I know why people don't like me. <laughs> it's the only way I know how to communicate to people. It's all right. I feel like I'm 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 becoming that as well. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah. So go uh, go check that out. But I think that basically does it for us. Wow, we did it. I know we episode did episode seventy five. Oh yeah. yeah, I have <laughs> forgotten in the last hour and a bit that it was mm-hmm. episode seventy five um but i guess this seems an appropriate time thank you everyone who does listen to us and who like engages with us on social media i will keep saying this i'm trying to get better about responding (laughs) my work level has a little bit higher so it's getting a little harder but i will i will do my best but uh i will i will uh continue to encourage you (laughs) (laughs) yeah but no it is it is uh i would say one of the the my favorite thing about doing this is that it gives us a chance to hang out every week and, and mm-hmm. sit and bullshit my second favorite thing is we get to uh re like one of my all-time favorite things but certainly right after that i love like the people that we've met while doing this yeah and, uh, who are also really passionate about this sort of stuff and just like having nerd conversations and it's great about it yeah so um yeah so to thank you for everyone who uh, who Reaches out and talks to us. On yes, stuff. it's really you. cool. Much, much, much appreciated. If you want to continue reaching out, please do. I'm lonely. <laughs> uh, yeah, need people to talk to. I need people to talk to. Uh, yeah, we are at Tim Talk Pod on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Gmail. Yes, please, please tell us what we got wrong this week. Please do. Uh, there will be plenty. There will be plenty. I mean, you don't. Know... I do want to correct
1: myself. I forgot to bring this up last time. I'm Ugh. glad I got this in at the very end when people have already turned this off. Yeah. Um, I I have I provided some misinformation last week and I apologize deeply you did I did what' you say uh weird owl's album weird owl's first hit my baloney mm-hmm. did not come out in 1972 came out in 1979 his first album did not come out until 1982
0: so he is even more like Madonna than we thought
1: yes he is the the fact that I learned is he is one of three i think it's i think it's just him madonna and michael jackson have all had number one hits in four across four decades that is fucking
0: awesome yeah so 80s 90s 2000s and 20 teens yeah i well obviously michael jackson's not going to get one in the next decade but i i weird out could
1: totally do I, it.
0: i think weird out could i think yeah. i absolutely think he could he he's just as sharp about his satire as he has always been mm-hmm. and he continues to be an amazing musician yeah and fun
1: fact, he majored in architecture. so what Yeah, isn't that fun? Well, that's bizarre. Yeah.
2: Right
0: on. Good. <laughs> Good on you. Yeah. Uh what was I gonna say? Oh, uh if you want to reach out to Cameron yes and talk to about Weird Al or check out his cool art or check out his awesome Disney themed t-shirts. Thank you. Um yeah, how would they find you, Cameron?
1: Uh, you can find my face at CamDexter underscore Adventures. You can find my art at Cameron.Dexter. and you can find my shirts and stuff at
0: Core Memory Co. Core Memories Co. Core Memories, yes, the plural. Uh, are you going to be doing your? week or your month of ready nope. player One. oh I was i'm, really I'm hoping to get to those. two good ones in at this point schmuck <sighs> because okay. i have also been overwhelmed this, these past few days yeah i suppose you have we'll let it slide uh if you want to reach out to me i am at lordifer on twitter and instagram uh and if you do listen to the podcast and you do enjoy it please uh, hop onto itunes and give us a little review that'd be great all you have to say is you know five stars these are two idiots who like talking about batman yeah that's it that's all you need to do we and we would would
1: very much appreciate it yeah if you want to if you want to post something we've gotten wrong but still give us five stars
0: that'd be great too. that'd be great too (laughs) yeah we give it five stars but just so you know this is why there's multiple green lanterns in section 2814 yes yes and on that lovely lovely note thanks everybody thanks guys bye Hi, Frank. Hi, Amanda. What are you doing? Just making this promo for our podcast. You mean the Novice and Frank present
2: a comic book podcast? Exactly. Wait, what's
0: it about? So glad you asked. It's where a comic book novice and a comic book expert discuss comics and media with special guests. A novice and an expert? Which one am I? Uh, you're the expert, Frank. I knew that. Sure. Check out new episodes every Wednesday on the Nerdist School Network and subscribe on Podbean and iTunes. And tell us what we should read next at the noviceandfrank at gmail.com. See? You are an expert.